You're listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. Join us this season as we engage in conversations on leading on through times of complexity. Now for your hosts, Greg and Mark. Dr. Mark Hoffman. Dr. Coons, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. 2024. It is a beautiful day here in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. Thank you for your hospitality, sir. You are very welcome. It's it, great to have you here. Yeah, it's it's nice to see your digs. And uh, I haven't been in this building since I worked for the intermediate unit. That's but, right. Yeah, you Interestingly, to, I was never yeah. actually in this building. We worked in a different building. So from first time in this quote, new location. And to call it new is kind of funny because it's been around for a while. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's great to have you back. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here, see some familiar faces and, uh, and to spend some time with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so um, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about uh, TV theme songs from the 80s. Yes. And then uh, I think we did a little rendition of Mr. Belvedere. We sure did. Yeah. So um, made the good life yet. Yep. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Over the next couple of episodes, I have I have a challenge for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so we'll start it in this episode. I'm going to read you some lyrics from TV theme songs yes. from the 80s okay. and 90s. Okay. And we'll see if you can get it just from the lyrics. Okay. All Are right. you ready for this challenge? I'm ready for this one. Now, do you want me to start at the beginning of the song or just pick a random verse? A random verse. Random verse. I'm up for the challenge. All right, ready? Yep. When days go by, there's room for you, room for me, for gentle hearts and opportunity. I have no idea. As days go by, As it's bigger than love by. of the family. How about if I start it off? Ready? For the listeners, you got this one, right? Here's the beginning. Okay. It's a rare condition, this day and age, to read any good news on the newspaper page. In love and tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find. I still don't know. You don't know that one? It's tough when it's just out of context like that sure. when you don't have that. Yeah. I'll, give you a, I'll give you a hint. Can I do that? Did, oh, Urkel. That's yeah, what's, Urkel. What's the TV oh, show? What was, the t- what was that TV show? Um, family Matters. Family Matters. There All right, go. that's Family All right. Matters. All right, okay. you're 0 for 1. I am 0 for 1. All right, oh, here's, we're going to do like three. Four. I like in these odds. This one's tough. This is a little bit more obscure. Okay. This is, this is a spinoff, but it was its own show, of okay. course. Life is a race, and I know I can win it because I'm learning the rules of the game. If I can stay on the ball, take it minute by minute. I just might make the Hall of Fame. What can I say? I'm doing it the best I can. Learning on nobody but me. Oh, seeing it from where I stand. Nothing comes easy. Nothing comes easy. And then doing it the best I can is like the course. It's not Laverne and Shirley, is it? No. No, no, no. Because that was... No. This is a spinoff of Growing Pains. Of Growing Pains? I think. Someone's going to fact check me on that one. I'll give you a hint. Coach Lubbock. Coach. Oh, coach. No. No. That was, I think, Caden Fox. This is just the 10 of us. Just the 10 of us. I wouldn't have gotten that. You're 0 for 2, buddy. All right. Here we go. All right. Three. Well, that's a great. Oh, we're going on a third one. Okay. All right. We're going to do four. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do this. I better not be 0 for 4. You're going to be. I, I, <laughs> I might be. At if you this don't rate. get this one, I think we're going to just wrap the episode up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if I threw a party. Keep going. Inviting everyone new. 
You know this. I would see you would say Golden Girls. There we go. Well done. You're Uh, one for three. uh, One for three. All right. Last one for this episode. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. The answer to the question is in the lyrics. Okay. She's a small wonder. Lovely and bright with soft curls. She's a small wonder. A child unlike other girls. She's a miracle. And I grant you, she'll enchant you at first sight. She's a small wonder. And she'll make your heart take flight. It's not Punky Brewster, is it? Listen to me. The theme of the show is in the lyrics I just read you. <laughs> Come on, Vicky. I'm, I'm small not, wonder. A, it's just a small wonder. Small wonder. Really? Did you watch TV in the eighties and nineties? Not, not the bad shows. Like <laughs> these are all fundamental to my childhood. I mean, I got Golden Girls. You got the show about old women. Nice. Though I just saw on Facebook that like they're in their fifties when that show took place. We How have in our mind that they were like eighty years old. Well, do you know that the youngest like one age. was the one who was the grandmother or the, yeah. the mother? Yeah. She was the youngest, I think, of all of them. Yeah. They, they put makeup on. Makeup. Was Estelle Getty, maybe. Right? Is that That's, her name? I think. I think you're right. Yeah. But even the ones that, like, you know, Blanche and Dorothy and yes. Rose, they're in their 50s when that show starts. Wow. Right? Unbelievable. Right? And yet we think of them as, like, you know, older retirees. Yeah. Like in my mind, they're 70 in that show. No, they're, like, our age yeah. in that show. Just a little bit older. Yeah. About All right. It. Well, that was an epic failure. I, I have to say it was. Yeah. Not you. Not You were not an epic failure. The the The, the, the whole game. concept. Yeah, I did very badly there. All right. Well, I'm going to, we're going to try it again next episode. We'll see if I can find some more mainstream songs. All right. Just something a little bit more. I mean, Small Wonder. Come on, Mark. Small Wonder. You don't remember she was a robot, right? And in the back, they would open up the control panel. No? I don't remember that. Oh, my God. If you remember this, I want you to comment uh, on one of our LinkedIn or Facebook posts. Let us know. Or on Substack. Let us know uh, of those four four shows, which was your favorite. Okay. All right. All right. Just the 10 of us. And small wonder, pretty obscure, probably, right? They, they, they are. Right. I, I would agree. All right. And, you know, as, as obvious as it, it is to me, I'm reading to you. I know the answers because I did the work. I, yeah. Putting myself in your shoes, would I, would I be able to recall them? I'm not sure. All right. I am going to, I'll put the challenge to you Go ahead. in one of the future episodes. All right. All right. But I, I pick, a different, pick a different genre, though, because I'm going to continue to challenge you on TV shows because I've already done the research. Okay. All right. All right. You, you got pick it. a different thing to challenge me. I on. will. All oh, right. okay. You got it. All right. Challenge, Challenge accepted. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> he's like staring at me like with these cold. He's like, how dare you? I got a 25% on that. That's all right. You're still a winner to me. Oh, hey, thank you. So how do you feel that you've been knocked down? <laughs> oh, how about that? That I love the segue, Mark. I love the segue. So so Mark has challenged me. I, yes. As as our listeners know, I like to post on LinkedIn. You do. You, you, good, good stuff. Yeah. I You know, motivational things. Uh, but most recently, Mark is challenging me on it's a Muhammad Ali quote. And just to give you a little background on Muhammad Ali, um, I used to work in Schuylkill County, and there, the training camp was actually located there, right around the Schuylkill Haven area. And uh, what was really cool about it is all the, the original ring where he practiced was there. Um, I took my leadership team at the time. We were doing a book study on Dale Carnegie. Um, brought brought them in to the camp, and there was just like a feeling there. Mm-hmm. You know, this is in Schuylkill this County, is in Schuylkill County, Schuylkill Pens- Haven, Pennsylvania. Schuylkill County, it's still there. Schuylkill Haven, Pennsylvania. Schuylkill Haven. Yeah. Yep, yep, and it is still there, um, and it's open for you know for visitors and you know leadership groups to come in. Which I didn't is know that. I had no idea yeah. that he had any connection to Pennsylvania. He did. I don't really know much about him. Yeah, and he would do this this run down around. The, there's a lake down there. Mm-hmm. He would do this classic training, uh, this whole uh, routine that he had of going down 
So it was pretty cool. So on LinkedIn, you posted something, and it, my pushback wasn't related to Muhammad Ali. It was, oh. it was it was a pushback to the quote itself. Whether okay. he actually said it or not, it's attributed to him. You want to tell people okay. what the quote is? Yeah, the quote is, you don't lose if you get knocked down. You lose if you stay down. Yeah, and my okay. pushback to you was, yeah. that sounds great, but is that toxic positivity, right? Mm. Like, um, aren't there lots of cliches about battles and wars, right? Lose the battle, but win the war. Uh, yes. And then I even mentioned, you know, the gambler, right? You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to fold them. Yeah. Know when to walk away, know when to run. Is it true leadership to get up and get knocked down again or to get up and, and, and to continue to fight if the winning strategy is actually to stay down and to come back to fight another day? I think you make a great point there. I, you know, when, when I saw this, though, I, I had a different take on it. Of course. Which is, which is you need to get back up. Mm-hmm. You know, we have times in our leadership careers where we get knocked down, whether it be, you know, it could be a relationship kind of a thing. It could be a failed project. We get knocked down and you need to get back up to keep going. And I think that's that's where character uh, enters the equation. Right. Yeah. Oh, I and, don't disagree with you. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I, I'm just messing I with you for a little bit. I yeah. say I like it. I like the pushback. No, I, and I agree with you, and I don't know that they're mutually exclusive, right? So, like, in other words, if you fail at a project or if a project failed, let's not make it about a person, right? A project fails or someone is terminated or whatever, right? Getting back up and doing the same thing over again might not be the right strategy, right? So, like, if we equate this to the boxing analogy, getting back up and fighting that opponent in the same method, probably not uh, the smartest idea, right? You got to exactly. go to your corner man and, like, in the Rocky movies, right? Yeah. He always struggles, in the first few rounds, he can't figure out what his opponent's weaknesses are. His strategy's not working. And Mick, or, you know, his coaches towards the end, um, you know, he's, hey, Mick, I see three of them, right? Which he yeah. said, hit the one in the middle, right? That's right. But I, I guess the point is getting back up and doing the same thing over again. Maybe not the best strategy. And, and I, you can't yeah. get all that in a quote, yeah. of course. You can't. Right? This get is all about that resiliency, quote. this quote. This is I love about that. resiliency. And like I said, with the character, is just getting back up. Yeah. Now it's going to be a different strategy. You know, yeah. you get knocked down. It's one of those things, you know, you, you don't want to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Too. So, but also isn't there, and you know, I'm just pushing back to push back, mm-hmm. but isn't there something to be said to live to see another day? Yes. You there know, is. It, yeah. When I saw that, I was thinking of some experience I have in martial arts. I, um, I didn't know you had experience in martial arts. Yeah. It's been a while, but I have a blue belt in jujitsu, which was really hard to get actually to get a blue belt in jujitsu took years and hundreds and hundreds of hours mm-hmm. on the mat. And I have, um, I have a, uh, what do I have a red belt in, in Kempo, but it's been a while. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the blue belt in jujitsu and I'm actually thinking about going back. I got injured and I just sort of fell off that. I think that you train. should. I, I really enjoyed it. But one of the things that I learned in jujitsu, one, it's really hard and it's humbling, right? Um, but two, one of the first things that you're taught as a student, there's two things that I recall being taught right away that resonate with the story. The first one is how to fall. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. How to fall. Yeah, So sure. like literally, like you are getting tossed around in judo yeah. and in mixed martial arts. And, and you're a nimble, ju- you're a very nimble guy. I'm 6'6", six, six, right? Yeah. I weigh a but lot. The, but gravity wise, buddy, you got. I, and so when I hit the ground, it's a fall. lot of force hitting the ground. I'm a big guy. Yeah. And so they actually teach everybody how to fall so that when you're falling on your back, you slap the mat or. So you're you, not hitting your elbows or Right, so else. that you're not getting hurt. 
right? Yeah. And and the reason why they teach you how to fall is because inevitably when you're fighting, you're going to fall, right? Falling isn't necessarily a failure. It's to be expected, right? Yeah, so it's part of the sport. I like, that, I like that in the sport, they're teaching you from the beginning to account for the fact that you're going to get flipped over yep. or that you're going to fall. I, I like that as opposed to The best to this, offense is a great defense, right? Yeah, and it, and it combats this idea that I'm untouchable, right? I mean, part of the idea of people that learn jujitsu is that if, God forbid, you're ever in a physical altercation, chances are it's going to go to the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Very few fights are people just standing there punching each other, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so the, one of the first things is falling. Number two, right? It's tapping. Do you know what I mean when I say tapping? No. All right, so if you're involved in a fight in mixed martial arts, think UFC, where there's a ground game and, and there's right. jujitsu, yep. and they're and they're trying to submit each other, yes, as a and um, or you're 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 rolling in jujitsu, that one of the first things they teach you, right, falling, and then two, tapping, tapping. So tapping is assigned to your opponent. Literally, you, let's say you have me in a choke. Yeah, I literally hit you twice, right, with my hand, or mm-hmm. I yell a verbal tap if I can't move my arm, tap. It's a sign to the opponent that the match is over and I've submitted myself to you I see. so that I don't get choked out and go to sleep. Or if you have my arm in a compromising position and my joint's going to go and snap, I got it. I yell tap before it gets to that point so that I live to fight another day. I can roll again, right? But there's no shame, in other words, in jujitsu in tapping, tapping or in falling. Sure. Now, the idea is to not do either, of course. It's to do the others to your opponent. But I love that it's baked in, this idea that... You should tap out, right? And this that idea it's okay of getting to knocked, do that. Right? That it's okay. Yeah. That yeah. it's okay. That's a lot different than boxing where you get knocked down, you're supposed to get back up and your and your brains get scrambled, right? Yeah. In the UFC, in, in mixed martial arts, when when you tap, it's over, right? Or the referee says, No, you've been it's it's done. We're not gonna put you up in a corner and give you some smelling salts. Right. Right. So anyway, that that's just sort of what resonated with me, this idea of living to see another day and and not not being afraid to say, you know. That round didn't go so well. I'm going to stay down. Yeah. But then yeah. I like your idea of this resilience. I'm going to get back up. That's it. And what am I going to do to change my strategy? So like in jujitsu, if you keep tapping me out, right, with an arm bar or a choke, I know the next time we're going to, I, I'm, going to have, I'm going to have to defend against that. That's right. I need you a will. better strategy to your point. Of course. Of course. So I was thinking about all this and I knew you were going to be challenging me on this. So I, I found an article from the Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. and it's called Firing Back, How Great Leaders Rebound After Career Disasters. And this was written by a gentleman named Jeffrey Sonnenfeld. I'm sorry, two gentlemen, uh, Jeffrey Sonnenfeld and Andrew Ward. So again, Firing Back, How Great Leaders Rebound After Career Disasters. And going through this, you know, what, what I was curious about and what they highlight mm-hmm. is the amount of people who actually do come back into those leadership positions. And it said in, in their research, 35% of the ousted CEOs return to an active executive role within two years of departure, but 43% effectively ended their careers. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm curious, like, by ended their careers, what that meant. Like, well, they, they talk about in the article, like, yeah. they go into different industries yeah, or different they retire. Industries, right. Or they, yeah, they retire yeah. or yeah. some of these folks are so wealthy in this article that they don't need to work again. Yeah. Cause these are like yeah. this, you're talking about CEOs, like, you know, yeah. major fortune 50 companies. Oh, d- definitely. They're getting paid $30 million to walk away. It's yeah. like, that's a lot different though than getting knocked down in a boxing match. It is. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what resonated with you in terms of, uh, of the article specific to um, the folks that decided to get back up? What jumped out at you? 
Well, they, they talk about here that real leaders don't cave in. It's here on the second it says defeat energizes them. It energizes them. Mm-hmm. Defeat energizes them to rejoin the fray with greater determination and vigor. Yeah. I like that. So instead of knocking them down, deflating them, mm-hmm. it's actually energizing them to do better. Right. But it, back to my earlier point, if they're just getting up and running back into the same right hook, yeah. Yeah. what's the point? Right. Right. It, hopefully it energized them to go back and regroup and train to live, to see another fight yeah. and yeah. to have a better strategy. Right. Yeah. The authors, I think they have four key components here. They say for a start, you know, when a leader is um, facing a catastrophic failure, in this case, the analogy or the, the lens that they're using is terminations of yes. CEOs. Yep. So, for example, when a CEO is terminated, they must carefully, one, decide how, how to fight back if they are going to fight back. So do you walk away or do you fight? And this is interesting recently with the AI, you know, open AI chat GPT, Sam Altman yes. gets deposed. Yes. And to some degree, you know, he, he's offered another job with his number one over at Microsoft. And all of a sudden the board chat open AI, you know, they change their strategy and they bring them both back. Um, so, you know, are they going to fight back? Or are they going to walk away? You know, he was going to go to Microsoft, right? And I'm sure some things happened behind the scenes that ultimately resulted in coming back. And you could Google that to read all about that. There's definitely other folks that know more about the the ins and outs of that nuance. But I just thought of that, like, recent example of a CEO a being great composed. example. Great example. And then it says, after they've decided that they're going to fight back, how are they going to do it? And then will they recruit others into the battle? And so, of course, in this open AI, you know, they recruited members of, I think there was going to be a mass exodus of talent from, from yeah. open AI. At least that's what the article so they said. they had to shift gears. and The and, board and said, we're going to lose everybody. We're yeah. literally going to be, there's going to be nothing left. Then they must take steps to recover their heroic status in the process of proving themselves and others that they have the metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, you know, yes. the guts, yeah. the, guts. Yep. the intestinal fortitude necessary to rediscover their heroic mission. There's a lot of analogies here of Steve Jobs being deposed from Apple and then being brought back to lead it to greatness. Uh, I think Lee Iacocca had similar experiences, if I don't, if I, if I recall correctly, in the car business. Lots of folks that were sort of um, shown the door and then shown the door again to come back in and, and do great things. There's an example in here also of a guy that left a company to lead Home Depot and yeah. just crushed the, he crushed his old his, his old employer. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking at that last point that recover your heroic status. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that takes a lot as a leader, you know, cause the, you know, it, there's some egos as part of these, in these positions. It's, sure. it's a, it's a must, it's a must have. And when you get knocked down like this, you know, re- recovering, you know, being the bigger person recovering from that can be a lot. So recovering your heroic status yeah, and again, yeah, I think it sounds a little self-serving, egomaniacal for the organizations that we're leading to think of ourselves as heroes. And they're using the term hero here and like the Joseph Campbell, you know, man yeah. of a thousand faces, like that, this idea it. that, you know, um, you've got um, a leader who, what does a leader need, Greg, to be a leader? Followers. <laughs> oh, you need followers. And it does say. No, but you're not a leader if you don't have, the, the first person, or, or, or a lot of people say, it's not the leader, it's the first follower. Yeah, right. Right, and there's a great YouTube video of a guy that's dancing, yeah. and he's dancing by himself oh, on a hilltop at, at, a, at a festival, probably in like the early 2000s. And everybody says, and then one by one, people start coming over and dancing with him. And by the end of the the song, there's like 300 people dancing on a hillside, and it all started with this one guy going crazy. He just didn't care. I love that video. A lot of people say that that guy was the leader. Right? Look, yes. he's just going for it. In the comments, there are people who say it's not him who's the leader. It's the first person that decided to join him. There you go. The first That's person, the in leader. Line. Yep. First person there. that said, it's okay to do this. Yeah. 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 And so, right. That, that guy might be the hero, 
but it's the leader that allowed him to be the hero, right? Hero in quotes. Yeah, I, and I like that. And they, they do talk about it in here. They said, to launch your comeback, you must actually do things to win back the support of a wider audience. All right, so that's us just debating a little bit about uh, the quote. I, I think we're, I don't think we're really actually debating. I think we're both saying the same thing. And you can't capture all of the nuance that we're talking about in a single quote. I just worry about toxic positivity taking over social media. You know what I mean by toxic positivity? Yes, I do. Like this idea, this like this forced optimism, right? Sometimes a realistic approach is actually the best approach. I'd rather have a realistic doctor than an optimistic doctor. I'd rather have a realistic boss than an optimistic boss if I had to pick. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree. You do. You need to embrace that. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. How are we doing? We're doing great. We're, I think it's about time to wrap it up. You say we wrap it up? Yeah. 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 So some great takeaways uh, from this. I like the challenge there from uh, from Dr. Hoffman. I'm, you know, you didn't yeah. respond to me on LinkedIn. I challenged you, but you didn't write back. Did you challenge me on there? Yes, you got to set your settings I up so that uh, when, when <laughs> I respond to you and I troll you on LinkedIn. No, it wasn't a troll. It was me just saying, hey, I want to challenge you on this on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got that. Oh, so I got, got that, that. I got that part. Yeah, I just yeah, didn't yeah. respond to the yeah, all right. on there. All right. I'll, I'll do that after this, after we record here. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you can actually, you can put a link to the podcast <laughs> yeah. when this gets launched. All right, uh, so uh, next episode, I'm going to ask next, you for more TV four shows. Four more TV shows? Okay, then I'll have some we'll see challenge you, for you. We'll see if you get back up. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, our, we we love all of our listeners out there. Um, we've been we we do encourage your feedback. In the meantime, let's make it a great day and innovate the USA. Bye, everybody. Bye.